What's up, you guys? It's the girl, the geeky chick, and we are back with another episode. So today we are going to be talking about dating. Fun. <laughs> um, this is gonna be quite fun. Um, I'm going to be talking about my dating experiences, or you know, a quick rant about dating apps. Um, with today's episode, I will have a special guest of mine, a friend of mine who I have known for over three years now. So <laughs> sit back and relax and we're going to get the first segment where I talk about dating apps out the way and then we'll invite my guests on in the second segment. So just sit back and relax and enjoy you guys. Okay, so to begin off the first part of this episode, um, I want to talk about a little bit um, about a little background about my day in life and a little rant. <laughs> you know me, I like to rant about stuff sometimes about dating apps and just how the dating world is set up because y'all, I don't know what the hell our generation is thinking when it comes to dating, but just to get it started off, um... I have been single for five years and someone asked me recently, well, why have you been single for that long? Not going to lie. The first two years, um, the first two years, I really didn't care about being single. First two years I was in college of being, I was getting out, out, I'm going to be honest, 2018 was an unhinged part of my life that simultaneously I had to heal from. I was dating someone for over a year on and off had a strong bond with him because we built a friendship but because of that it was it was so unhinged in that relationship but you know I grew from it I forgave him hopefully he has grown from it um I hope he's doing well in life I really do hope he's doing well in life um the second guy I dated after him we dated for a while we was in a relationship for a while and everything was moving so fast, but I wasn't in a space where I was like, ah, oh, I was ready. No, I really wasn't. So I became single at that point. Um, I've been single for almost five years, of course. But the first two years, I was focusing on someone healing, but someone trying to find my person. Those two things don't mix. When you know you have to heal, take a moment and work on your important parts. Because the problem is you're going to keep a repeated cycle. See, I dated someone, um, I want to say the latter part of 28. Well, no, I wasn't dating anyone heavily. Yeah, I wasn't. 2019 was when I started dating that guy. And we dated. And, you know, he did something nice for Valentine's Day. He, you know, he surprised me. Um, but he didn't want a title, um, told my mom about him. He was like, oh no, we, you know, I wasn't ready for all that yet. Mind you, we've been dating for going on almost six months. So he just didn't plain right, figure out whether he wanted to be in a relationship, but I figured that shit out for him. Um, because he got in his feelings where I started talking to other people when in reality, I made it clear there's no point. And I mean, no point. And I want Anybody out here, male or female, there is no point of you dating someone who is not trying to seriously date you. There's no point in holding a relationship, holding yourself tied up for someone who can't even lead you. 
Because they can't even lead you into a relationship. What the hell makes you think they're going to lead you into a marriage? No. Move the hell out of my way so my husband, husband can get in my way. But those first two years. Now, the after those first two years, last year, well, 2020 leading up to now. Well, let me take that back. 2019 made a full year. 2020, okay. 2020, I was heavily dating someone. We were actually establishing dating. We were dating each other exclusively. Um, believe it or not, we actually did a good. We had a great time. Then COVID happened. Things got a little rocky. That's how it is. Um, I did date another guy. Um, of course. It's kind of like a thing where I I was seeing the pattern at that point. I would date someone, but then I had issues with myself. So I had to take the time out to heal myself. 2021 was all about that. 2022 is where I really started deep diving. And 2021 and 2022 were the years I really started deep diving with my healing. Um, 2022 is when I became very, like, to the point I became whole where I really start seeing everything for what it is at face value. So in a nutshell, now, because it's about to be five years, I am now in that beautiful space where I know, and this did happen to me recently, it didn't work out with someone. And I was a balling on the floor. I knew, okay, my person is very close by. But I have to be prepared because people are not perfect. But we'll talk about that later. That'll be on a part two type of episode because I will have uh, one of my best friends on this episode on that episode with me. So we'll deep dive in that one because she is someone that actually studies the human mind. So yeah. But that is a little bit about my dating life. Um, it has had its ups and downs, but I'm in a whole place where I am ready to settle down. Because like I said, during those years, I wasn't focused heavily on dating. I didn't start focusing on it heavily until like I want to settle down with someone until last year. So the first three years, I wasn't focused on settling down with anyone because how can I settle down with someone where I'm not even whole? Just being honest. Last year, I started to really see everything for what it is. It's kind of like, you know, getting spiritual here. It's kind of like God sat me down. He sat me down because he was kind of like, I need you to really see who you are as a person. I really need you to look at it. And I looked at it. So, yeah, I'm in that space. Now that I've graduated with my master's and I really, a lot has been changing in my life. Um, I have transitioned jobs. I'm currently in a new job. Um, I have really, you know, just moved into a space where I am now in the market of meeting my person. Um, I'm now in the market of actually sitting down to get to know a person and take things slow in the right way. But I'm also in a space where I'm enjoying my peace in the process. 
I'm enjoying my singlehood because I know once you meet that person, a lot of it's going to happen fast. I'm just a firm believer because the way how my God works, when he meet, when your husband come in your life, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen fast. But <laughs> that's enough of that. Moving forward, I'm just going to throw out a little couple things that I want to say advice-wise. We all know that the dating world right now is filled with Hennessy and shit. Not even piss no more shit. This generation has normalized a lot of weird things. One of the things is y'all think the ups and downs in relationships are cheating. I'm sorry, but last time I damn checked, I am not finna deal with a man that's gonna constantly cheat on me. Cause once a cheater, it's always a cheater until the cheater sit is um hit with something so bad to the point they had to change who they are. Second, y'all have materialized too many things. My thing is this spending money on a person is not all that. Learn how to connect with someone through literal literal conversation like i don't get why people don't understand the literal conversation aspect of building a friendship in a relationship i'm sorry but i need to know the person that i'm potentially going to be with for the rest of my life like i'm not going to sit up here and just be like oh yeah um yeah i i really don't know a lot about him you know um, yeah, I don't know. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No ham, no turkey. So, um, one of the things I will always scream, especially for my younger girls, don't settle. And I'm just going to be honest, don't settle. I understand you really like this guy, but if this guy is putting you through hell, and I'm always going to scream this, God is not going to give you peace in situations that he knows is going to give you chaos. Don't settle for someone who's giving you chaos from beginning to end. It's not worth it. It's not worth the mental stress. It's not worth the crying every day. It's not worth any of that. Go Go find you somebody who actually cares about you. Go find you someone that actually cares about who you are and what you do. Do that. Second, you have to have clear boundaries. If you are someone that requires dates, that is you. Do not settle for someone who want to chill at your house the first date. No, ma'am. Your house is your safe space and your house is your place where you're protected. A person should not be in your house when y'all first meet a first date. This is something I had to strongly imply because when I had guys, especially on these date naps, talk about, well, let me come chill at your house. No, you cannot come chill at my house. No, you cannot sit up here and be like, hey, you know, Hey, you know, um, I I ain't got no money. We don't have to spend money. Talking at the park in the um in the afternoon is a great first date. Talking in the <laughs> walking through a mu- um museum is free for a first date. 
things like that. If you are someone that requires dates and someone's telling you, well, does it have to be a date? Yes, it does. And then this is a piece of advice I recently learned. If you are not connecting with that person and if you know you cannot see yourself with this person, do not just go on a date with them because you're bored. Don't do that. Learn how to just keep it friendly. If you know you're not fully interested, let them know like, hey, I can only see you as a friend. I'm not really connecting you how I thought I would. I only see you as a friend. Now, when it comes to um, the type of men I've came across, you have some who are decent. But like I said, with me, I wasn't too focused on settling down the first, I want to say, two years. Now I'm in that stage where I'm trying to settle down. So I actually care about the person that I'm talking to. Now, another thing I want to point out is this. When you're going on day naps, always care about your safety. I don't care if you just matched this person 30 minutes ago and you're trying to meet them. I understand those beautiful, successful TikTok stories begin to us at times, but we have to remember this is real world shit. And I'm just going to be honest. Realistically, you should not be meeting up with someone after matching them for 30 minutes and it's 12 o'clock at night. That is not safe. Please don't do that. Um, second with the day naps. This is my advice for guys. When you are posting your profile on the dating app, do not post you, Jeffrey, and damn Marquise. I need a picture of you, you and you only. You and your homeboys all do not be on, don't need to be on the same damn app in the same damn picture. And now I got to figure out which one is who. Post your regular ass picture of you. It's not that hard. Like, or at least blur them out. Like, some people actually have a common courtesy because they think they look that good in the picture. Let me blur these posts out so they won't think that's them. But that's my quick little rant. I'm done with that one. But um, another thing I'm going to say about this as well, when you are talking to some of these guys, remember that every guy that you meet, um... Every guy you meet is not meant to go far with. Some people are truly meant for friendships to know what you like and know what you don't like. Some girls that you, and this for my guys too, some girls that you meet are not always meant to be with. Some of them are meant to be friends with. So when you think about it, don't always be like, yeah, this the girl I like, I'm going to date her, you know. And then you start to realize you really don't like her because her personality showing you different. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Second, quick little story time. So, I, excuse me, I am a plus-size gal. I am a chunky woman. Now, I have been in the gym, been trying to get some of this weight off, but I'm trying to unbig my back, okay? Because y'all, I'm y'all out here talking about big backs, and I don't want to be one. You know, just be honest, damn. But no, seriously, as a plus size gal, and this is specifically advice for my thicker women, my bigger women, and thicker men, and my bigger men too. You're gonna come across some assholes that think that you need to lose weight in order to find your love 
partner. Do not listen to those assholes. Please don't. Because I remember seeing a TikTok and it made me really ponder a lot. And I mean a lot (laughs) on how some of these people think. This guy sent this girl a long ass four minute voice message on Hinge. Mind you, Hinge is the app that, I'm not going to lie, a lot of people do rave about Hinge because it's a very successful dating app because most people who get on here all turn into a relationship. So, that's another day for that. Mind you, she's a plus-size girl, and whatever she was ranting about, she probably made, it probably struck a nerve in him because he felt like, oh, she shouldn't be ranting about this because... It's so simple. Just go to the gym. He went on to say, I'm just giving you advice, but your profile comes off as very aggressive. Mind you, her profile, she's just staying straight to what she wants. She's letting you know her boundaries right then and there. See, and I'm going to say this, and this is geared towards my women. Some guys are intimidated by women who are setting their boundaries and know what they want right then and there. Trust me, I've intimidated guys when I told them I have a second degree now. The guys I have came across lately. Um, some guys do get a little intimidated by it, like especially in person. When they see who I am, they're like, oh, you know, what do you do? Well, I'm someone who has two damn degrees and a nice little job now. You know, when they see my little work badge, they be like, hmm, oh, okay. Yeah, some guys are intimidated because they feel like some women, well, not even some, women are not meant to be in spaces where they're allowed to voice what they want and what they don't want. He basically went on to say, like, well, just how you look, I see that you're, you know, obese, this, that, and the third, talking about how, you know, maybe you need to start caring about more about your look and stuff, and then you'll find a guy that really wants to be with you. Now, I'm going to scream this to the top of my lungs, especially to women, because we are the ones that deal with this shit the most. Any damn guy tells you you need to lose weight or change your body to attract a guy, and you listen, you need to go to therapy or to counseling. Because you should not be changing your body just to find a person that's meant to be your love partner. No. You are not a damn doll. You are not a Sims 4 character. You are a human being with real human feelings. You should not be changing your body or altering it in no way, shape, and form just to fit society standards. Please remember, if a guy is swiping up on your dating profile telling you, yeah, you just need to lose some weight in order to find a guy that you really want, I shouldn't have to lose shit because remember, I'm going to have this man's kids one day. My body is not always going to change. Mind you, women, our bodies are constantly changing throughout as we age. And it saddens me that the girls who are yearning for BBLs at the age of damn 19, 20, where they fail to realize at 25, you're going to start getting more hips than any damn thing. Well, not even hips. 
Your body changes a lot between those ages. People think once you turn 18, your body stops changing. No, your body keeps changing even after you have children. So if you change your body just to please a man, I'm strongly going to need you to go to counseling. I'm strongly going to need you to go talk to someone because there is a deep issue here. Thank you. So (laughs) this guy went on about it and she was just like, bro, you're doing the fucking most. Now, I am someone who's going to say this. You like what you like. If you like someone on the skinnier side or the smaller side, that's your preference. We're all allowed to have our preferences. I'm not going to sit up here and be like, well, that's fat phobia. That's shaming. That's body shaming. No, if you want a woman who's more fit, mind you, women are, you know, women bodies change, but if you want a woman that's more fit, that's your preference. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to get mad that you don't find me attractive because I'm a bigger woman. There's another guy out here that does, but you are not the first guy or the last guy that will not find me attractive. But there are plenty of other guys that will find me attractive. Now, he was trying to debate that most bigger women are not in relationships. I'm a contrary to belief. A lot of them are in relationships. A lot. And matter of fact, a lot of them didn't even have to settle. A lot of them, they're getting spoiled. So that that's my little tidbit on that. But it's just when it comes to day naps, I had this happen recently because like I said, um, a little background, I was dating someone at the time, but things just didn't work out. Um, I had to realize there was some things that he had to work out. It was nothing towards me, but it was more so he had some internal things and I broke things off. I'm just going to be honest. I'm in a space where I can't afford to have someone or help someone become whole where when I did that before, I lost myself. So I'm just going to be honest. But we also decide to be friends. So if a relationship happens, it happens. But I'm not holding my breath on it because I know sometimes when this route is gone through, majority of the time, if that person is telling you they don't have feelings for you, the feelings not coming back. But that's another thing. But moving on. The day naps I have been, you know, I have been testing out. Um, Facebook dating, Bumble, and Hinge. These are, I'm actually doing a little experiment for the podcast on, you know, how many dates I have been successful going on. Now, right now, I'm not going on any dates. Um, I did just, you know, ended something that was borderline six months. Well, matter of fact, it was six months. So I'm taking a break, devoting some time to myself just growing, enjoying myself, spiritually growing, and all that stuff. So I'm really not fully going on any type of dates until like later in the later in the year or after my busy schedule calms down because I got a lot of things coming up. So I have been matching some decent guys. I, you know, Bumble. Yeah, let's break down each app real quick. Facebook dating, the most easiest one. 
Um, I damn near get matches on there every day. Um, depends on, you know, how they are. Now, the, the the range, the range on Facebook dating is outrageous. Like, I'm just going to be honest. I'm matching people who live in Texas, New York, and as far as Colorado. Yeah, that tells you everything. So I have to set my strong preference. Like, I would like to have someone who is at least nearby, at least an hour away or two. So, yeah. Bumble. I like Bumble, but at the same time, I personally feel like I should not have to pay for the premium version of Bumble just to see who liked me. I'm just going to be honest. I don't feel like that's, that defeats the concept because half of the time, you won't even let me put my preferences. You have to pay extra just to put your preferences. Now, Bumble is not a bad app because if you're someone um, who want to test out being more sociable, yes, Bumble is perfect. Um, the women have to message first, just letting you know, you cannot receive the messages until you message first. So that's one of the things I have said that I had to get out my comfort zone with. Now, Hinge, I am strongly liking Hinge because Hinge helped you strike up a conversation. Hinge also lets you customize your prompts, also lets you sit around and really look at what you, who you like strike a conversation with them, edit your profile, all that stuff. Hinge is a pretty nice app. And I see why a lot of people tend to like it from time to time because of the fact that you're not dealing with just any regular old person. I've majority of the people who get on Hinge, they're very clear with their intentions. Now I'm not saying everybody's experience is not the same. It's the same, but Hinge make it very easy for you to like state your intentions and Hinge make it very like easy for you to see, who, to tailor your likes, who likes you, who don't like you, that's that and third. So I'm doing a little experiment with those apps to see, you know, what I'm looking at. Like I said, um, I'm in the market for finding my life partner, aka my husband, um, of course, I have qualities where I made it known that, you know, I even prayed to my own, to, I even prayed to Jesus to him about it. I'm just going to be honest. And I also use that as a platform because my faith will always come first. I use that as a platform for guidance. So that's one of the biggest things. But yeah, these are the areas that, you know, I'm testing now. I'm looking at now. If you are someone who just want to meet up with people casually, you know, go on casual dates, stuff like that, Facebook dating will be well. Face all of them are meant for it if you put it on your prof profile. But Facebook dating will be more easier because you can pick and choose. You can see who liked you and you can see who um you match up well with. Bumble is different because Bumble, you actually got to break down and see whether or not you want to really go further with that person. And Hinge, I'm just going to be honest, Hinge, you got to be, you got to be very mindful because some of these people on here are actually on, on here for something serious. Um, Bumble as well, Facebook as well, but Hinge is, like I said, it's a well-known day nap where a lot of people wind up finding their person on there. 
and find the person that they spend the rest of their life with on there. So just being mindful of that. A lot of people who get on hinge, I have been seeing they either want a long-term relationship or marriage. Um, I have came across people who want something casual, but it's not like a thing where they are not open to a relationship. They technically are, they'll put that in their profile. But like I said, you have to be mindful. Um, Even when you're on these dating apps, put some substance on your profile. I am someone, I could be a dating coach at one point, but this is for the men specifically and women. Put some substance on your dating profile because I'm going to be honest, when somebody's looking at your profile, they need a snapshot of who you are. Now, I'm not saying they're going to know your whole life story, but they need to know exactly like, who am I talking to? What are your interests? These are the things they use to strike up a conversation. And that's the same thing that you use to um, strike up a conversation. When you don't put nothing on your profile and I'm just looking at pictures, that makes me swipe left because I don't care about your pictures. I need to know what the hell you like to do at two o'clock in the morning. And that's crazy, stupid, and dumb, but you find pleasure in it. Yeah. (laughs) So that's just one thing. So we will continue this conversation as we move into the second part of this segment. Um, I will be inviting my friend in, and as we record, we will talk about some things that we both can see on, and knowing him, we would probably see eye to eye on some things, and some things we might not see eye to eye on. So, um, child, get ready, because this one is going to be a good episode. Um, we're going to have a mini break and of course we'll come back to this episode and just get your little wine, your little popcorn. Cause baby, we got some things to talk about. See you in a few. What's up you guys. And we are back to segment two. Um, today I have my little guest in for the second part of this podcast, um, introduce yourself. So what's good? This is your boy, legendary sauce. What's good, y'all? AKA Chris. So um I have Chris here today. He is my special guest. Um, a little background. Me and Chris have known each other for almost three years now. About a moment in there. Might be a moment in there. I think so. We've been like the Latter part of 2019, early part of 2020. About right. Yeah, about three years. That's about right. So yeah, you know, um, we are the best of friends. Well, okay, the best of friends. <laughs> we are the best of friends, and of course, you know, even though he kind of hurt my nerves sometimes, but you know, I love him. You know, I do not hurt her nerves. I don't know where she's getting it from. Oh, see. Now, when you bust your ass, don't say nothing. Look, I ain't going to bust my ass. <laughs> but but um, today, I got Chris with me. And we're just going to talk about stuff about um, dating advice. Of course, continuing this segment on dating. Um, this this part of the podcast, I'm not going to lie, y'all. It's going to get a little unhinged. I'm not going to lie. Because it's a lot. <laughs> For sure. It is a lot. So, we're going to get it started. Um, So one of the biggest things I 
have a question for you, Chris, and I cannot think this question off the top of my head all of a sudden. Well, yes, I can. Um, what are your views on today's dating world? So, um, my views on like the dating scene right now is transactional. Um, I think everybody just looking to see what they can get out of somebody instead of genuinely trying to date someone mm-hmm. and get to know someone and build with someone. Women looking for the next nigga with the most money and men just looking for the next woman with the fattest ass or whatever. So just transactional with people who have no intentions of doing anything. Out of mind. Pretty much you got pee in the pool and somebody need to get down and get some Clorox and clean it out. Honestly, it has shit in this pool at this point. There's, yeah, it's trash. Matter of fact, it's not even pee. It's Hennessy and shit. <laughs> not Hennessy and shit. That's terrible. Yes. It's a terrible but, combination. It is. Have you seen, like, I, I recently, like, earlier in this episode, I talked about doing a little experiment with different day naps. So, of course, I'm not doing Tinder. We already know people go on there for a Tinder piece of ass. So, I'm not doing Tinder. But I did do Bumble, Hinge, and Facebook dating. And they are like, it's just an experiment, Mm -hmm. you know. Now, if I meet my soulmate on there, that's a plus. But it's an experiment. Right, right. Like, you know, see what is out there. And so far, it's okay. But then it's kind of like... Mm, I say hinge is a very good one so far. Like people I've never tried hinge or what's the other one you said? Bumble. Yeah, I ain't never tried. Bumble that. is where the women have to actually talk to y'all first. Oh, I ain't never even signed up for that, so I don't even know what that is. Yeah, and then of course Facebook added that dating. Yeah, Facebook and, kind of straight. Yeah, and you see any and everybody on there. So Yeah, they won't be on there. Yeah, so yeah. I don't want nobody who knows. Child, the odds of you meeting someone that's already on your Facebook is slim to none. That's that's beautiful, then. Yeah. Yeah, See, I go research stuff. I research. That's, you know, that's what I love about me. I like to be curious about things. Um, So another thing is, so let's talk about our dating experiences. (laughs) <laughs> What's so funny? <laughs> um, if you want to go first, you can go first. Like, like to tell my my experiences or what? Like, yeah, my dating experiences, man. I really don't have too many bad dating experiences like that. Mm-hmm. Just because, like. <laughs> I be knowing what's going on. Like, I don't deal with women who just think they go get some money out of me or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Like, and then again, <clears throat> like, I'm trying to be halfway humble and just be like, I'm not, I'm that nigga. Like, I just ain't. I don't really have too many bad dating experiences. Mm-hmm. Have I had some? It wasn't even bad. They just wasn't great either. 
they went like terrible. Yeah, they could have been better. Yeah. Type thing. Um, I have like I can say I had some bad ones. I mean, like So what made them bad? Like niggas just being dumb. Let I me mean, stop. What? Let me stop. Let me stop. I mean, what classifies as dumb? Though? Um, it's like a thing. I'm gonna say this. It's like if I'm telling you how I feel in my intentions, mm-hmm. and you still expect me to deal with your bullshit, and you get mad because I'm not dealing with your bullshit. Did he tell you his bullshit was up at um up front? Um, yeah. All right, then. So why are you getting mad if he already told you what his bullshit was? But no, he was getting mad. And what? And the fact that I was not dealing with the bullshit. Like, oh, man, yeah, he can't get mad at that. But if I tell you, I'm, I feel like a lot of women' problem is they men will tell you they're we would tell you how we feel about some shit, and I would still do the opposite, or try to make it and flip it into your direction. Like a man can say he's not ready for a relationship. At this present time, and y'all think y'all can still kind of force one, and then get your feelings hurt when you still don't go there. You know what? I agree with that part because I was one of those people that feel like, oh, I can change him. I can change his mind. No, right. the fuck, you can't. Okay. Unfortunately, you cannot. Yeah. Um, um, I experienced that firsthand. I think maybe twice in my life. So. Yeah, but that was me back then. I was a little naive. I was, you know, still figuring out because I also, you know, getting on a level. Some people who don't date throughout high school, they struggle in their dating years as an adult. I've noticed that with some people. Like, if they didn't have a boyfriend or a girlfriend in high school, they sometimes will struggle. That's legit. Like, yeah. Um. I feel like that too. Some women they think they can change them, and it's like you know, nah, it don't work like that. But I also feel like there are some guys out here that will give you the impression that y'all are gonna be in a relationship, and then next thing you know, five six months later, that shit ain't happening, or they go they start removing themselves out of nowhere. And it's like, no, like, in the beginning you said this, now you're changing up. But it's like, sometimes that that deals with an internal battle. I'm just going to be honest with some guys. And it's like, um, what the hell? Like, you could have at least just said this in the get-go, the beginning. Or, you know what? Let's put it like this. They probably just stopped being interested. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I think that's kind of more the thing. He probably got either uninterested, either that, or he may have, you know, like um, he may have felt like you kind of still trying to push him into a relationship. He wanted just ready. I feel like I find that a lot of women have a lot of time expectations on when a relationship is supposed to happen, and for men. At least from what I know and from my experience, men don't really be putting no time limits on that. We just we just flow until shit feel right. Mm-hmm. And women, y'all, y'all like to have a time limit. Oh, you ain't asked me to be your girl in six months. 
Well, like, yeah, because it's why, like. Why, 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 why I got to ask you that in six months, though? My thing is, hell, it's either you know or you don't. What? Why I got to be all that, though? Can we just not have, can you, can we just not keep flowing as things off and just keep letting things be? If things are building and building and building, why do it feel like you have a good time in well, I'm going to say this. It's, as a woman, it's not the time limit thing. You know, emotionally, we're more in tune with our emotions if we are more emotional creatures because of all this different stuff we got going on. Um, it's not a time limit. It's, I think what a lot of women, including myself, have dealt with, we dealt with people who just strung us along. And I feel like that's like a trauma response in a sense as well because we dealt with that. So, um, so, I mean, what's stringing you alone though? Because, like, basically, you leading me to nowhere, but we kicking it, we ain't you know, meet each other. Fam. So, let, let, let's say they don't, okay? Let's let's say if y'all going out on dates, let's say you might have met the family, or whatever. So, even in all that, what's so what's the time that you he's still doing everything you would like him to do? He just cause he just cause he ain't said you my girlfriend is a problem. Um now for me, I have to clearly know it because I'm an overthinker. I have to write, okay, are we together? Are you my man or not? That's the question. I guess but if I'm in my actions showing. Cause like a lot of men don't just like to say shit. Like that's true. Hell, I, you know what happened with me recently? I, shit. True, but like everybody don't like to talk. Most men don't like to say everything. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like women just had this. I ain't gonna say all women, of course, but like a lot of women just had this thing where they feel like everything has to be announced. Mm-hmm. And most men it, don't don't feel the need to be announcing. Like every time we go somewhere, I, like it just don't seem to be announced. Like why it, do I have to make an announcement? Okay, it's not an every time thing. It's more like a thing where you want it just for reassurance purposes. Okay, well, cool. But like, say we out in public, and you know, you might be showing some PDA or whatever, like. Everybody who in that place can see we out, but I don't have to go make a post on social media to show you that. You see what I'm saying? Or oh no, that's different. I don't too much care for that because I'm the type of person. There's a difference between keeping your partner a secret and then dating privately. Like I date privately. Every guy that I've dated, I did not post them on social media. Well, except for my like ex boyfriends, but. Every guy that I've dated, I posted, you know, it wasn't on no type where I'm keeping it a secret. I made people know, like, hey, I'm heavily dating someone right now, and I'm, we're trying to build into something, into a relationship or whatever, or it start crumbling now. Um, I feel like posting on social media, it serves no purpose, because as long as I know that you're doing right behind closed doors... I won't look crazy as hell taking all these damn pictures down and people are like, well, what the hell happened? And that's it. True, but like, I just feel like everything I have to be an announcement. 
Particularly me, like I'm a, I'm a super private person. You know me, I'm super private. Mm-hmm. So like, just move in silence. Like, but that don't mean I'm hiding you or there's mm-hmm. no intentions behind you. You feel me? Yeah. So that's just my thought process on that. Yeah, I agree. Like, I'm a super private person too. Even though like I can talk about my experiences, but you know, I'm still private about a lot of things in my life. Like I don't want it to be on even on this platform. Um, I will talk about any and everything, but I, something that's very personal to me, like who I'm dating, you know, if we get to a serious point, that's kind of private. I I mean I'll mention it like, hey, I met someone, but at the same time it's like I wouldn't be like every episode is like, well, let me tell y'all about what my man did today. No, no, he's here. He's alive. He's well, whenever he comes to my life. Okay. So moving on. Um, so from a guy perspective, because sometimes we have to get guys perspectives on things. Um, what is your what's the best dating advice you can give to someone who's like younger and starting to date and whatnot? Men and women or just to anybody? Men general? and women. Uh the best dating advice I would say for men would be date women who actually like you back. Like and stop trying to chase just the baddest like i ain't saying she can't be bad of course you want a baddie so but what i'm saying is like if it here my thing if she told you no bro move on like don't be sweating no girl don't be sweating for it's no reason women outnumber us one so ain't no reason to sweat they it's like a three to five ten ten to one ratio mm-hmm. so ain't no need to be sweating no one girl like is more fish in the sea. For women, I would say probably the same thing. <clears throat> um, but I will also stay stop just like dating for what you think a dude can do for you. Like I ain't saying date no bum or no nigga who ain't got no motion or ain't got nothing going for himself. But date a man who actually see interest in you besides, you know, fucking you. So that's true. I concur. I agree. Wow, we can agree on this. For sure. I'm proud of us. <laughs> For sure. But no, seriously, um, I do agree, especially when um guys, I feel like a lot of y'all sometimes do chase after the one girl who clearly, let's be honest here, she can be the baddest, but her personality can hold barely any substance. And I feel that same way with women chasing like the finest man out there. You can be chasing this man who got all this money, who's fine, got his own house, his own crib, all that. But, you know, he holds no substance. He barely can hold a damn conversation. Like, you know, you the one leading it where I want to bring up this topic because we already talked about this, but um, you want to be submissive. (laughs) (laughs) You know, my favorite topic that the black community loves to bring the hell up. Then it is. 
That, I hold on, I'm sorry. Pia, I want y'all to stop talking about BS. Man, when I tell you, y'all, y'all be sounding real stupid. I don't know if I can say stupid on the podcast, so you might have to edit this out. But y'all be sounding real unintelligent about these bills. It isn't that real life. What some of y'all be wanting to go wait, over these bills, but that's a whole nother pause. Whole nother spiel. Pause, because we gonna go into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, to break that down, yeah. In other words, you have to deal with people who actually like you. Right. And and one thing I have been learning, if you can't see yourself with that person and you can't build an emotional connection with that person, don't go on a date with them just for a free date. Don't do that. I don't understand that. Like, how do you go on somebody you have no attraction to, you don't like just for a free meal? You can't be that home. Listen, some folks in college do it, so that's another topic. But y'all better get some news. <laughs> Man, motherfucking noodles still got there two, three dollars. But yeah, two, three dollars for some noodles? For the whole pack. Oh, I, I was about to say not what? Not no individual. I was I'm talking about for the whole little eat it by the I'm gonna say, wasn't the jail commissary? Cause that's how much that shit is, is at the jail. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but yes, um, but that leads to another topic. When it comes to dating, I kind of see some unrealistic dating points on my social media. Like, I'm going to be highly honest, and I'm going to say this. It's okay to listen to some TikTok creators. Like, if you're a psychologist, yes, listen to someone who's a doc, has a doctorate in this area, who's certified, who has a certification in this area. But when you listen to some random ass girl on TikTok who probably ain't date as many men as you have, don't be doing that. Don't don't be trying to uh uh-uh. uh because that shit don't work. But I do agree with like the bill thing since we can go into this now. I feel like people don't understand that 50-50 is not always gonna be 50-50. Is sometimes it's gonna be 60 40, 80 20. You know. First of all, I can go to a whole spiel on this, but we'll be in here for like two hours. So, but for the bills thing, like, I'm just gonna say this just do what you can do for your household. Like, yeah. The average man makes $50,000 a year. So, after taxes, there's about $37.50 a month. So, <clears throat> Damn. You talking somebody? Let's just say you live in Atlanta. We ain't gonna take Alabama because you know it's cost of living. Let's just say you live in a major city like Atlanta, where the cost of living sky high. The average person making fifty k barely can survive. Talking about with two people, and he got to take care of all the household bills. Then you want him to get your hair and nails done. Then you want him to take you out on dates. And then you want him to woo the woo the woo the woo the woo. And you don't want to come out in the pocket none. That's that's crazy. Now if he willing to take on that responsibility and do that, now I mean that's on him. But I would say this. I would just say do what's best for your household and what just make more money sense. And I ain't saying it gotta be 50-50. He can take on the mortgage and the big, the big, uh, the mortgage or the rent and the big bills while you take on, you know, the smaller little bills or mm-hmm. whatever. You feel what I'm saying? 
And to most folks, that is 50 50. When I think of 50 50, that's how I think of 50 50. I'm going to pay the uh, rent and I'm going to pay the big, the big shit. You you had all the other shit, groceries, mm-hmm. the, the utilities, and all that other shit. That's how I think of 50 50. Because money wise, I'm probably going to still be coming up out more money than you are. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? If I'm paying a $1,500, $1,600 rent payment. Yeah. Whatever. You see what I'm saying? You know what, though? Atlanta cost of living, Birmingham and Huntsville is around that area too, though. Yeah. So realistically, yeah, because even when you get it, say if you get married to that person, combining them together, y'all have basically both y'all make fifty thousand dollars a year. You know, hundred thousand dollars couple. Exactly. I say that all the time. Y'all, a lot of folks go into relationships as individuals. Like, I'm gonna talk a little deeper real quick into like marriage. You get married or engaged. Yes, you could gotta still be an individual, but your thinking has to become as one. Because when you become mm-hmm. when you get married, you're making a vow to become one. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so y'all, a lot of y'all want to get married, but y'all don't want to become one. Becoming one, the whole point of marriage is to bring resources and to make each other life easier together. Not this man struggling with his 50k trying to pay six thousand dollars worth of bills. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you got fifty k coming in and don't want to pay pay shit. That's that's crazy. When the whole point of being together is to make each other life easier. Cause mm-hmm. I can be by myself. I'm gonna pay all the bills. That's true. Like you know and, and not have to pay your bills as well. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think a lot of people, especially people who come from individual lives, they don't look at the fact that like. Marriage is so much more than just a love alone. Like it takes patience. It takes a lot. Um, some people look at marriage as a business. I don't look at marriage as a business because at the end of the day, that means you think your relationship is a business. Like I can't agree with that. Marriage definitely a business. Once you sign that contract and gotta go get a license, it's a business. Listen. <laughs> Listen, because if, if we get divorced, you're gonna have everything out of <laughs> that's why prenups exist. Man, prenups get broken every day. I've seen them. Oh my gosh, I've I seen them. Prenups get broken well, every day. I know I will strongly get a prenup when I'm married because I know you know, you know, I'm the type of person I'm building my career, so I know eventually I'll be at an income that's way higher than where I'm at now, but. You know, it's like a thing where when it comes to the bill situation, I think people just don't be realistic. People just think that, oh, he pays all the bills. I just sit looking pretty. If your man is paying everything, if he's making over six figures alone by himself, matter of fact, and I'm not even talking about just a hundred K, I'm talking about maybe two or three hundred K a year. Like might as well trucking on the seven figures. Then that's like a different situation because you can't cover all those type of bills. Like if this man is over here buying you a Range Rover, can you really afford a Range Rover if y'all get divorced? So those are the things that you have to think about. It's just social media has taught us that we can be like the people on social media. And realistically, we cannot because let's look at today's income, today's time. Inflation is beating our asses right now. And it's not going down to literally the end of this year. Inflation is part of the life. 
Like, <laughs> what type of shit is that? Like, inflation for the light. The price is the price. I mean, the price is the price. So, but like, I, that is some shit you got to do. But it's like, shit me. Man, it, look, the price is the price. I I learned one thing. If you ain't the one setting the price, don't complain about it. You either find you something cheaper and make more money. Like, it's just one of them two things. Because we, we don't set the price. Amer- uh, the, the folks, the millionaires, and the folks in the White House set the price. So ain't no need to even keep complaining about the price, how much high, high shit is. We got two options. You find your cheaper option or make more money. That's just, that's just how I look at that. I ain't finna be sitting here complaining about the prices. Yeah, we we gonna save that for another day. <laughs> <laughs> we not gonna keep going forward on that way. But um, you know, I financial literacy lesson later. That's, that's, yeah, well, yeah, we both need that. <laughs> yeah, financial literacy. <laughs> but um, I do agree with that as well. Um before a couple other things it's a couple other things that i want to talk about as well um but i'm gonna do a quick little break like a quick little skip over um that's just something where we're gonna go into the topic of submission because i am i'm here i am ready uh because people sometimes like mm, yeah so so we're gonna go all into that okay now we're back so we're gonna go into this lovely topic that a lot of people love to talk about um which is submission now yeah i'm shaking i'm like kate michelle oh she's shaking the table yep i'm shaking the table today because i think people don't understand submission like that. Um, when they hear we, when people hear the word submit, they feel like, what am I submitting to? Or if you got your real religious folks, they be like, okay, what the what what you mean submit? Because if I ain't submitting to God, then I don't need to submit to you. <clears throat> but so what are your views on submission? Uh I think most people have a skewed view of submission. Mm-hmm. Um, I think <clears throat> for most men, they think just submission is, oh, I tell you what to do and you do it like you're a child. That's not submission. And for women, they they a lot of actually women, a lot of a lot of women think the same thing. Oh, this, um, submission is me letting the man tell me what to do and I do it. And that's really not it. Submission is me as the head of the of a household. First of all, submission is for married people. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> now, if you are in the girlfriend, boyfriend stage, there should be some level of submission. I ain't saying you talking like you gotta cook for him every day or wash his dirty draw, but there should be some level of submission as to all right, you should allow him. You should let him show his leadership capabilities to you. Mm-hmm. To let him show him <clears throat> self-approved to lead a household. Mm-hmm. Versus while you show yourself approved as being able to submit and be a woman of a house. So mm-hmm. I also think 
there are some women who think they don't have to show that in the relationship. Mm-hmm. But they want a the man to show he can lead. You right. Know? If you want me to show you can lead, I need to show that. I need to know you can submit. So that's my thoughts on submission. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Because at one point I was ready to chop your neck off. But, um, well, no. I'm going to take that back. I wasn't. Younger me would have been like, what the hell you mean? Older me, I'm like, okay. I get exactly. I actually agree with everything that you said. Um, submission, when we hear submission, we most people have a skewed version of it unless you like, I'm going to say this, I grew up in a single parent home, so I don't know what a marriage truly looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, never will until I have my own. But I have learned that submission, a lot of people think submission is a thing where you're doing everything what that person says. I do think the same way. Um, We as human beings, we yearn for a partner. We yearn for a partner at times, depending on who you are um, or if you're comfortable Mm -hmm. being alone. But when it's time to get in that situation where y'all are building a relationship to a marriage, those are the things that you do have to talk about. Like, I feel like in the girlfriend, boyfriend stage, and this is just me, but I'm not washing your drawers. I'm not. Exactly. I personally feel like, and this is just my personal beliefs, because some people will get their panties in a bunch. I am not finna do wifely duties in the so this is where you look like women start to lose me when they say they're not fit to do wifely duties now i'm not saying you personally but women are say well i don't want to do no wifely duties without being a wife but then on the other foot they'll be like well if a man ain't paying my bill he don't need to be talking to me so but, but i'm just wait. saying no, no so wait, like, wait 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 because I was not leading to that. But I'm just saying, I'm not going to start that conversation, but I'm just saying, you can't say you don't want to do wifely duties. Then, um, like I said, not you, but you know, you have, you you, you know, heard women say that, well, if a man ain't paying my bills, he can't get the time of day from me. Right. Well, Which is that- that's husbandly duties. You know? What am I paying your bills for? Right. You're not going to do nothing for me. But like yeah. I said, that's a whole other spiel. But I was just trying to make that correlation right there. Yeah. And so <clears throat> I don't, but like watching your dirty draw, that man dirty draws, yeah, that that is a little wifely. Like, so I ain't saying do that, but like there has to be some qualities of you showing on him that you are wife material to him. Like, I and I'm gonna say this. That that's why I was going to like wifely duties is a thing where you're like not let me not say so catering. Well describe but, to me was what what you what you would describe as wifely duties. When I'm that, wife, you, that you wouldn't do as a girlfriend. When I'm washing your drawers and cooking for you well, let's take that back. Cause sometimes you are gonna cook for your partner. I mean that's well, I mean what's wrong with cooking for your partner now? That, I don't consider that a wifely duty. I that's why that's why I took it back. Okay, I'm sorry. What I'm saying is it's like or take an initiative of helping him like c- conduct his bills and stuff. I don't know what the hell that was in the background, but um weird. 
but um like taking care of his bills like you know helping him like how can i say this mm-hmm. wifely duties is when you're taking initiative like entering those personal finances or y'all getting joint bank accounts and y'all are sitting up here um you I'm, joint bank accounts with somebody they ain't bring her to who you'll be surprised to tell oh, you will be surprised. Mm, I ain't no fun with doing that. You get yeah, to a person. Those home. are things I have came across people who have done that. Oh no, baby. You got to have our last name. Yeah, you know, like you uh, I gotta have, have that, that when I tell you, or they're they like beneficiaries on insurances and stuff like that. That is where I draw the line because at the end of the day, and I tell people this. Yeah, I got a kid together. No fault. That you talking about? <laughs> no, they ain't got no kids together. No. So how? All right. I that, we we not gonna go for it on that, but that's what I look at it as. Like when I'm overstepping boundaries like that, that means it's like a thing where it's like a thing where I shouldn't be doing none of that. Now, as a girlfriend, I am gonna let you lead, and I'm gonna let you lead us into where you want us to lead us to. Right. Like I'm not gonna sit up here and be. I have been told I can be a little dominant. I can. Okay. I can. I can freely admit that. But when I be put in a space where I can not be um, dominant, I'm gonna let that man lead. You know. And when I feel like, um, when I feel like I'm leading the conversation. Where you can lead the conversation, but when I feel like I'm the only one doing it, that's different. But my mind is jumping all over from place to place right now. But when it comes to that specifically, that is where I draw the line when it comes to those wifely duties. Because as a girlfriend, I can do certain things, and I've always had this analogy. Do not be going to that point where you're doing things that are like important to this person's life. Because if that person was to die tomorrow, you know what your name gonna be on that uh, obituary? A well-loved friend. So <laughs> I mean, if you're a beneficiary, though, like yeah, that's get some money, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you gonna get some money. But <laughs> I do agree on that. I that's the part. But I. Strongly. Why does that matter? No, what you on the picture of Because at the end of the day, your, your family, especially if you don't have no real connection to your partner's family. I mean, if you on them beneficiary <laughs> documents, that really don't matter. <laughs> 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 if that man got you a trust, a trust number, does that really matter? You feel me? Like that's true. I mean, but I'm saying, despite that, like I'm saying, when you get to that point where. I'm not saying you can't help your partner, but I'm saying I, I mean, but on, on another note, if that nigga need help with all of that, he he don't he, he ain't that nigga for you. Like if you gotta be helping a grown man balance his bills out and that that ain't your husband, he 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 need to go take a financial literacy class. Exactly. He, he need to and, go learn and, what to do with his money. And I agree with that because of the fact that I just feel like even with guys, they feel like when they paying a woman's bills and all that stuff, they feel like, you know, okay, this this is fine. No, it's not fine. 
I'm a grown ass woman. I didn't went and got these damn bills. I'm gonna have to figure out a way to pay them because this is my credit still affected. So I just now, now, don't worry about dude like you going to get credit cards and oh yeah cars and the, yeah and that, and that nigga and shit like that. Yeah, no, no, no. I listen. I've heard stories about it. I, have, I mean, that's play on the nigga side that he got you doing that for him, but <laughs> that's a play and shit. I've I seen men but and women do that. and I, That's wild. It's crazy. Yeah, when I, that's what I mean, wifely duties. Because even as a girlfriend. So why you love that person that much? To go fuck <laughs> up your credit. Like, I don't, I have seen, I, matter of fact, I knew someone, I knew a guy who did that. And I'm not putting him on blast, but it was like a life lesson for him because now I put him in a state of where he can't even get the car back. He can't even get the yeah, car back. He put the car in her name. No, he put the car in his name for he her. Didn't get the car back. He just don't know. He doing. He can definitely get that back. Yeah. That yeah. Like I just said, you know, with something like that, that's what I mean. Wifely <laughs> duties. Yeah. That's, like that's crazy. I'm. I'm be honest. I I have a lot established for even at my age. I'm just be honest. I'm not gonna be a mama. Like I've been told I could be motherly, but I'm like no because I have boundaries too. I got to worry about my own shit. Like I have to worry about my own bills, my own job, my own um, credit card. Like <laughs> you know. But when we hear submit. I do agree a lot of people have a skewed vision of uh, fusion version of it where they hear this and they're like, mm, I gotta sit up here and do that. No, it's like, how can I say this? Because everybody's not on the biblical tip, because there's some people who have different beliefs. But I I learned from the biblical the biblical perspective of it. It's for marriage. Always. But it's like people tend to think that you need to start doing those type of things early on to prove yourself worthy of being like a husband or a wife. You will know if that person is the person you will marry. Right. Like if y'all are to the point where y'all, even with love included, if y'all are to that point where y'all have came to this agreement, y'all are willing to become one, that is your love. That's your partner. That's your love partner. That is the person you want to be with for the rest of your life. Right. But some people will get into marriages just for finance, finances. And that's mm-hmm. kind of sad because at this point, you not thinking about the outcome of this. Like, yeah, but you know, you know, traditionally women are taught to date up and you know. And to marry into money, or at least marry into a man who can provide you a stable life. That's true. So, but I feel like times are changing now right. because a lot of women, and I'm I'm just gonna say for myself, uh, myself, and that stems from being the only child. I'm used to having things and doing things on my own, so I don't really look for a man to no. Let me let me say this because some people gonna think that I'm just date anybody. No, you need to have some type of establishment for yourself. Like you need to have some type of establishment. I'm not saying you gotta have a Bentley. You gotta have all this shit together. We we in our late tw- mid to late twenties. I did not expect you to have your whole fucking life together 
but I need you to have some type of stability in your life. Like a car, not a car, like a job. No, they need a car. <laughs> like a car too, but it's like, I don't, I don't just want a person where it's like, oh, I'm out to get your money. No, I have my own. I just want you to love me and respect me as a person. Mm-hmm. And we come together as one. Mm-hmm. But it's like some guys, and I can't say this from even my dating experiences in college, some guys want like expect you to. I'm I'm gonna say this. I remember meeting one guy who asked me to cash out him like twenty dollars to buy some pizza. Mind you. I'm a college student. Mm-hmm. I barely got money my damn self. So I'm just like, hmm, no. I had to block him that same day because he kept hounding me. He's like, you going to cash at me? You going to cash at me? I said, sir, I'm not going to cash at you. Get the hell on. And then the funniest thing is this. I even came across a guy who got upset. At the fact that I didn't even help him um, pay his court fees. His court fees. How the hell was that your job? That That's what I mean. Wifely fucking duties before the damn ring. And then I also kind of cut him off at that. I said, what makes you think I'm going to... You kind of good while you supposed to block that nigga. No, I no. He was talking mid conversation. I cut him off. I literally said, "You, what makes you think I am about to pay for your court your court fees?" First of all, when the hell you when the hell you had to go to court? Because at that point, you definitely finna get blocked. I had like, uh uh, uh uh. Because when he sat up there and he got mad, he was like, "You couldn't, you couldn't even bring me a plate to eat and stuff." I said. What part of if you're not if I am not your girlfriend and you don't establish that shit, I am not hearing that. Like I am not hearing that. You want someone to take care of you. And when he said, "Well, my mom and sister and all them did that for me," oh, That's your mom and sister, man. exactly. I'm not your mama and sister to them. I'm not doing none of that. I refuse to do that. Like those are the things where. Some people think it's cute when you do that in the early stages. No, it's not. It's not cute for me. You already stressing me the hell out, and we only been dating for maybe like a month. And even then, I cut that shit off because it's like, no. Who wants to date someone that couldn't even be honest about their situation? Like, no. Damn court fees. And you got mad because I wasn't doing that. I wasn't helping you out with a bill. I wasn't give you um money. I wouldn't bring a plate of food to you. I said, do you not hear yourself? These are wifely duties. So that needs to sound like a ball to me, but that's, that's that too. But I don't talk about people, but that just sounds very it's like you're not self-sufficient. Like if every time I speak to you, you got a problem, bro. Like you that you can't have. Like you, you, you need to reevaluate your life. Like every time you call me, you should be having some type of episode going on. Like mm-hmm. I shouldn't be having to come save you out of something. I didn't say that man. Period. Like I, I literally was a college student with my very first car, working my own job, and you think I'm about to sit up here and go broke, where I'm already a broke ass college student? No, so. It's just our generation just have a very skewed version of dating. 
and it's kind of bad. Yeah, that's crazy. Huh? Yeah, that ends up homeless. Bad, yeah. Whoever buddy was, he need to go to hell. Well, that's not the nice thing to say. <laughs> that is not nice. Edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> that is not, you know, that is not the Christ-like thing to say. You love Christ. You, but that is some of the things that I've also, you know, have seen in my dating experiences. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of why after 2021, I went to a whole little isolation season because I really was not fucking with the dating world. I got a question for you. We may have to do this on another segment. What's the question? We got time. We got time. I ain't got too much time. So like, yeah, we're gonna have to do a part two. But um the question is how do I phrase this? Do you think a lot of women choices in men are are bad? Versus, <laughs> you know, the men that they could be picking. Do do you think women choose the wrong men versus the man they should probably be picking? I'm not saying that he he may be not saying he Mr. Perfect, but he damn so better than the other nigga you pick. But you're gonna pick the other nigga because of, uh, for whatever your reasons are. Um I do think this. And I even look at my own firsthand experiences. I look at mine and some of my friends, not to put them on blast. But I look at my own and I looked at some that I've seen around me in like old friend groups I used to be part of. Some of us do have shitty choices in men that I I have seen that where we will, oh, we don't have an exciting life with the person that's nice to us. Now, I'm also that type of person. I give everyone a fair chance. But we always fall for the type that we see potential in versus the one that already has that potential. Why is that? You know what? Let me break it down real quick. When you're the type of person that's used to fixing people or pleasing people. That's not a problem. Okay, we go ahead. You know what? No. Not, I, we ain't for start this tonight. Oh, that's y'all a problem. Why do y'all feel like y'all got to fix some shit? Because I guess for the fact that women just like to fix everything. That's y'all that's that's, that's biggest mother freaking problem. Y'all got to try. Y'all always feel like y'all got to fix some shit. I remember. I remember so well. I was uh attempting to date a young lady mm-hmm. and she just really told me like you got all your shit together which i didn't even have all my shit together at that time but i way further along than she was mm-hmm. i'm like what that means like you like she basically she just told me i was too advanced for her and something in the world i'm not gonna say exactly what she said but she's just like i was too far along for her like too well put together. Oh, and, see, nah, I, I'm tired. And that. I was just like, so you want to nigga that's not well put together? Like, I, I just don't understand. I understand it now, but at that time, like, in my sound stupid. Yeah, but, <laughs> in my opinion, even like I said, like the last person I dated, I looked past where I was ahead of him, but I never looked at 
how he was because he was still going there. Even when I met, like, even when I met people, even I met when I met you, for example, mm-hmm. I wasn't like, oh, you two put together. No, I was very interested. I was like, hey, hello, um, nice to meet you. But no, it was like a thing where at the time, like I said, now you, if you, I'm going to say this, if you are a nice guy, not saying all, all nice guys are nice, but I'm also like, back, I'm going to say this from back then when I was younger, because now I'm a completely different person. So I'm going to scream it to the top of my lungs. <laughs> back then, some of us would choose the guys that we see potential in to see ourselves grow with. But the sad thing about it, a lot of us have a skewed vision of what love is because we're so used to looking at the struggle of. I'm going to tell you, I have a skewed vision. Oh, shit. Y'all, y'all have a very poor eye for what potential is. <laughs> that, that's, that's really y'all problem. Y'all, what y'all think is potential is don't even be potential half the time. What? Like, the shit y'all claim y'all see in the Elaborate. Nigga, that shit. Elaborate. Elaborate. Man, y'all be trying to find potential in niggas who ain't, ain't hell a job, can't even hold a job for the year. Where's the potential in that? Oh, oh, see, oh, see, I ain't never. I'm not that. talking about you, but I'm just talking it from what I've seen and and seen how women deal with dudes. Y'all be holding this. Oh, cause he selling the dope. That nigga ain't made no money. He ain't became a plug. He he barely get from zip to zip. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to see where, where where's the potential. And she think he finna become he finna become beat me. She can't even get out the coma. He's been trying for two years and ain't got out the coma. So like, where where's this potential? Y'all think y'all see? Like you know, he may have one good good money trapping, and you think he finna be beat me? She not there. He not him. So like y'all y'all a lot of y'all evaluation of what potential is is terrible. Okay, it's not a lot of us. I'm going to say this. Potential to me is where I can help you heal in certain areas. That's when I had looked at. That's your job. Exactly. Let me finish. Go ahead. That was, like I said, at that time, I saw that was skewed because of the fact that, like I said, the last person, and I mentioned earlier in this podcast before you got on here, I felt like I can help him heal by loving him. No, that don't work. Love does not help that person heal. Yeah, I could give a safe space for him to vent out all his problems, but I'm not a therapist. Remember, I'm, I'm going to tell you, tell that buddy to go to therapy if he need all that. Like, I'm not a licensed counselor. That's not your job. Yeah, I'm just a... Y'all like to take on jobs that ain't y'all jobs. Exactly, and that's why, you know... That's why God can't give you peace and chaos. That's why if he knows it's causing you chaos, he can't give you peace in that chaos. So it's like, that's my view of it. You try to love somebody who's not healed where now, now you come, you come in a space where you're not whole. I can't help you, baby. I can't. I'm sorry. I just can't. I don't have even the mental capacity because I worked so hard for this God-given peace. I'm not going to risk my mental health. I am not going to sit up here. I, if I was getting paid to be a counselor, I can listen to your problems. But unfortunately, I work as a technology specialist. 
I cannot fix the only problems I can fix is the problems that you have with your technology. I mean, like, listen to some problems and being a therapist, that's two different things. Like, sometimes a nigga do just need to vent, you feel me? That's true. Like, I will open that space up all day. Like, but you got. As far as, and, and I'm gonna put a little blame on me. Men make a lot of excuses as far as, like, being here and shit. Like, I do the same shit. Like, sometimes I just don't want to talk, I don't want to be bothered. And that may come off, you know, to some women that's toxic or whatever. But like, if I'm going through what I'm going through, and I don't feel like being bothered. That just be what it is. Right, you get a little and distant. Like, and like healing, healing for most people, most black people, we we got all ninety nine percent of black folks got some type of trauma. Yeah, that they go through. So, like everybody got trauma. And I think a lot of people now are using trauma as excuses for bad behavior. Right. And that and that's a no. Yeah. Or red flag. Yeah, because <laughs> to make a joke out of this, I don't care. Like I care about the girl that broke your heart in 10th grade in high school because she took you down through the and I care about that, but you cannot use that as an excuse by treating women shitty. And even as a woman, you cannot blame your boyfriend from early years of college, treat you like shit, put you through dirt, and now you treat other people like shit. No, baby, go seek some therapy. Hell, go find Jesus. Do what's best for you because the biggest thing I have seen like I agree, everybody has dealt with some type of trauma in their life or relationship trauma. When they when you deal with things like this, it's up to you if you want to fix it. See, you're gonna keep running to the same problem over and over again. And I had to learn this. I kept running to the same problem where I never made it past the dating stage. But then I had to do some inner soul searching, like, okay, well, why do I never make it past the stage? When in reality, I had issues. I had issues that stem from when I was younger and, you know, my relationship with my own father. So those are the things I had to break down. Now, I ain't going to talk about that today because that is a little deep. Maybe season two. But, (laughs) but, yeah, those are the things that we have to break down and and seek counseling for. Yeah. And you know, the black community sometimes struggle with that. So well, it's a lot to unpack here. We'll be here all night talking about all this stuff. For sure. But we there gotta be like three parts to this because the next part is reserved for someone who actually studies the human mind, which is my best friend. So And that is it for the second episode of the Geeky Kid. Uh, damn, the Geeky Chick Podcast. <laughs> um, tune in to next week's episode. We are diving back into some anime because we are going to be talking about Kakaguri. And um, thank you for my guest, Chris. Thank you for coming. You know. You know, I'm glad that didn't get a little unhinged because knowing us, 
crazy sometimes. I know. I kept PG for uh, listeners. For listeners, barely. We was cussing white sailors. I mean, I ain't talking about me cussing. I'm just talking about the uh, the cunt. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know me, I go off the rails. Or some shit, I know, I know. I, I kept it, I kept it. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad. I am so glad. I have to start my own podcast. Yeah, and that's coming soon, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, soft talk. You know it. <laughs> but that is it for today's episode, you guys. I hope you sit back and I hope you enjoyed this little episode about dating. Um, this will be a three-part series. So the next part, tune in. That will be coming later on. And maybe, maybe I might bring Chris back for part three because we still got more to talk about. So whatever you do, make sure you read your books, say your prayers, and drink some wine before bed, and have a great night, you guys.